Ernie. Miles. What's up, man? Episode five. Episode five. Um, how are we feeling today? I'm a little tired. <laughs> I'm really fucking tired. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm tired. We were up until past midnight. Editing. On a grind. Sorry if that makes you guys feel uncomfortable. <laughs> but um, You're not doing I gotta like call us. something out really quick. Our friend whose studio we're in, Izzy, mm-hmm. Jewish princess, Jewish princess, bought us these awesome coasters. Mine says Boss Dad, because I'm a boss dad. Well, boss, boss in Liverpool means like awesome, I guess. Yeah, but I'm also your boss. <laughs> You're going to leave every episode? <laughs> okay. Um, mine says soft lad, which I think maybe we got them mixed up. Yours is pretty accurate. I don't know about that. But, but thank you, Izzy. But nonetheless, they're incredibly cute. I like that yours is like actually a compliment and mine is like a little bit degrading. No, soft is, it's cool to be soft, bro. I'm a soft boy. You're a soft lad. Maybe she's right about that, actually. Yeah. I've been told that before. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been called a soft boy? Yeah. Really? By who? All my friends growing up. Oh, okay. I'm pretty soft, dude. You are pretty soft. Maybe we should embrace it. But I think that like there's a there's a breed of soft boy where it's like they're not actually soft and it's they're like pretending to be soft to like get something. To get something. That's an motive. I feel like that is like big in LA. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying oh really, I know that. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh I'm sensitive, but really I'm like this crazy misogynist guy. Yeah, they just think they're a little bit different because they listen to Mac DeMarco. There, there you go. I had some homegirls tell me about some like fake soft boys. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild stories. Tell me some of them. The shit men do is just wild. Well, what's one that you can recall? Just being like real aggressive, mm. like physically aggressive after oh. being like all soft. Uh. And I was like, that's weird. That's really not cool. Not only is it weird and not cool, it's downright, some would say, disgusting. (laughs) 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 Like, fucked up. Straight up. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. Anywho. Um, Getting onto a lighter note, I kind of, I wrote down, because last episode we kind of started off a little bit Mm loosey-goosey. Because I think that, you know, we're going to be talking about topics that are a little bit more hard-hitting. I'm about to set a timer, by the way. I'm not just like texting like miles is <laughs> sorry um yeah i think we were talking about things that were like a little bit more hard hitting and i think that it's nice to start off s- softly like us soft boys um and so i had a couple questions that i i wrote down that i thought were like a little bit fun okay a little fun question time i think that i'm gonna ask miles these and he's gonna be like Let's stop. Let's stop recording. Let's start again. This is <laughs> this is really lame. No, this no, I lame. promise I won't. Okay, I don't trust that. Okay. One question I have for you. Oh God. Is if you were to play a movie character, like if you were cast in any film, who do you think people would cast you as? Dude, this one is so easy. Keanu Reeves in Point Break. I've never seen that film. Johnny Utah, baby. What like what genre is that film? Action, drama, 
Yuan. Best film of all time. Put me to sleep. Easy. Dude, you don't know anything. I don't. I'm 25. Yeah, you're a child. I think that I would maybe be cast as the Grinch. I could see that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I kind of, well, I live in a basement apartment. Wait, which Grinch though? Like the animated one or the like CGI one? CGI one? Yeah, like the the newer one or the old one? Oh, the old one. Oh, okay. Not the old one, not the fir- not the very first one. I'm talking like Jim Carrey Grinch. That's what, okay. Yeah, I'm with that. That's you. what I can see for me. I, yeah, yeah. I don't see anyone really. I like live alone in my little dingy basement apartment with my two cats. Mm. And for the most part, I think that if somebody was to just kind of first impression see me in the street, they'd think, why is he so miserable all the time? I disagree with that entirely, but you do not come off as a grumpy person. Not if you talk to me. I mean, you do. You could be cast as the Grinch. Yeah, I could. I'm more Grinch than you. We were watching like an episode back the other day. And it's crazy how I will just make, like, a light, silly joke. <laughs> and Miles will look at me like he wants to kill me. <laughs> but I think that's just your face. It's just my face, man. You very much I'm have, actually like, a really nice person. I just have a face of a monster. Like, I know when people say, like, oh, I have, I have someone resting told bitch me, face. Someone told me I have resting bitch face. It's more than that with you, Miles. It's yeah, like, it's like resting serial killer. It's not resting. Like it's your just, face doesn't ever seem to be resting. Yeah, I never rest. Your your brows are like permanently furrowed like this. Dude, don't make fun of my eyebrows. It's hereditary. I'm not making fun of them. My I, mom has the same thing. I think they're lovely, but I do think lovely. that you you look like you want to kill me all of the time. Um, Fair. Okay, what's your next question? Okay, here's my... I, you didn't seem super infused about the question I just asked. but It was, like, uh, on the nose. Okay. A, a bit on the nose. Okay, no worries. It was just kind of, like, a question. Okay. Well, I'm just trying <laughs> I'm trying to have a little bit of fun. Anybody else having fun? Because I am. I'm having a blast. My next question is, if we knew each other's names without knowing anything about each other, so if you just heard the name Ernie Thompson, mm-hmm. or if I just heard the name Miles Garber, Mm-hmm. What do we think our professions would be? Oh, this is a good question. Like, what would you assume based I like off this. of our names that our profession would be? I would guess you were like a, um, like a professor. Really? Yeah. Ernest Thompson. Like somebody who's like a, uh, like a professor is in like a lecturer. That's what we call it here. Yeah, yeah. Like in a university. A teacher. Yeah. Okay, I'm really far from that. Miles Garber, like. Jeff Bezos. You wish. Just like <laughs> tech god. I don't think tech tech god. Maybe like a back end developer or something. Ooh, cool. Miles Garber. Really? In Silicon Valley. Is it like dorky though? No, I don't know. I think maybe like a t- uh, tech developer or like. Love that. Uh, yeah. I love like that, that because I can barely send an email. Yeah. So like. Yeah. When Miles is sending emails, he, I think, sends it to about three different people to confirm. I I, I feel like that's... Okay, it's not my fault I triple-checked my work. Yeah, that's true. I've gotten in so much trouble emailing. I'm so insecure. No, I've gotten in so much trouble emailing that now I'm like, does this sound good? Have you really? Yes, dude. I should maybe take over our emails then. (laughs) Jesus. All right, next question. 
I didn't have another one. It was just two. Oh, those were good. Those were fine. Yeah. So now it's your turn. For what? Ask me something. For once. No. <laughs> Think of something. Come on, Miles. How has it been having me in Liverpool? Like it's like without making fun of me. It's been a movie. It's been a movie. Mm. Oh, that's really nice. It's been a movie. I'm. I am like. I'm. I will miss you. Oh, dude, I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. But you're gonna come home. Come home. Yeah. To California. California. Um. Yeah, I think I'll. I will miss you when you leave. Um. I don't know. It's just been like having like my actual family member here, like like my having my brother here. That's what yeah, it feels yeah. like. Liverpool's been a trip. <laughs> it has been a trip. It's been a little hard for me. You haven't enjoyed it. So no, much. I like enjoy you, and I enjoy mm-hmm. like the friends here, and like honestly, I think like some of the food here is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weather and just like how cold I am mm-hmm. is is hard. Yeah, you've built a really strong bond with my mother. Yeah, your mom and I are total homies. They're really tight. My mom, she's about this tall on me, <laughs> she's and she, tiny. I can barely understand her. Which half is the crazy time. that she gave birth to like a six-one. I know you're son. such a giant. Um, but I feel like even though I can hardly understand her at times because mm-hmm. she's from Manchester. Yeah. Like you know, we really hit it off. Can you do an impression of her? All right. <laughs> How do you doing? I'm from Manchester. You're right, Miles. You're right, Miles. Yeah, that's kind of how she speaks. Yeah. Um, so what are we getting into today? Well, today we're kind of... Because I want to jump in. I'm feeling jazzed. We're kind of, not to sound too crude, but we're kind of raw-dogging the pod today. We're raw-dogging it. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there any, like, burning desires you have? Like, like questions? Like, things you want to know? I've never had a burning desire in my life. That's sad. Have you? Yeah. For what? I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. No worries. What was it like when Max was born? Oh, just <laughs> full home run. Why not? I, I think that that's like, again, a lot of the things that we're talking about on the podcast, we have touched on in like videos. Yeah. But I think that like you haven't, you know, like a one minute video on Instagram doesn't really allow you like the opportunity to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably curious of like how it feels when the baby comes because mm-hmm. it's such a vast difference than what you think it's gonna be. Yeah, like you spend. I mean, really, a pregnancy is ten months. Mm-hmm. It's not nine months. So you spend almost a year just like anticipating. And, uh, you know, I was always like, man, I'm going to kill this. I'm not going to read any books. I'm not going to, like, watch anything. Mm-hmm. I pff, I got this. I'm a natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, which now, in hindsight, I feel really bad about. Mm-hmm. I actually will. We should link some stuff to this episode of some resources because I think it's really important that fathers watch birthing videos because it is a different experience. It's going to be a different experience for you than it will be for your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, anyone really who's not the one birthing or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause watching a birth is maybe one of the most profound things I've ever experienced. It's so wild. Yeah. And like the things that 
a birthing person has to go through. It's wild, man. Well, I'm interested to get into this. I just had some wild um, anxiety that we're not recording, so I need you to take this and do a little bit of a freestyle. I don't know, like chat about something Okay. whilst I check that we're recording. It would be so cool if we weren't recording right now. I can't... Oh, yes. Like I said, we're DIY. We're just trying our best out here. We're trying our best. Um, So, yeah, I think that, like, you know, I have never really had much experience with, like, seeing anybody get birth. I ha- give birth. I haven't, like, I haven't even really held a newborn baby. The youngest baby that I held was your nephew. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I had never held a baby prior to having one. Yeah. Like a baby, yeah, like six months, seven months old, but yeah. not like a little baby. I've, n- was, I've never held like a little That was a baby. crazy experience too. Like you really, like I really thought I was going to like break Max like for like about a year. Mm-hmm. Like I was so scared of it. Yeah, because they're so delicate when they're born. But they are and they aren't. You know what I mean? Like through evolution, like they're built to like take it i mean they go through a like they go through the body out into the world you know Mm -hmm. like they're built to like they're built to last yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah it's terrifying they build them like an army truck or something even now like i have some friends with some newborns and i'm like oh my god it's so strange because i'm used to carrying now i'm used to carrying around max who's like three and a half feet tall and 30 pounds so Mm -hmm. i have this like little thing that's like seven inches long you know what I mean? Yeah. It's still, like, freaky. Mm-hmm. But I think the best thing I could say is, like, you're going to be, you're like, embrace the fear because everyone's scared, man. Yeah. I mean, unless maybe there's people who have, like, eight kids who are, like, so used to it that they're not scared about it anymore. Mm-hmm. They're but just if, throwing them up in the air. and Yeah, like, if it's your first kid, though, like, you're going to think, like, oh, I'm going to break them. I'm going to... F- you know, like this thing is so small. Like, am I doing this right? You're going to have all of that. Yeah. It's normal. I think it's okay. And I think like men don't necessarily know that they're allowed to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's a very normal response. Like I felt really uncomfortable. I like almost ran away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something you have talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we won't delve too much into, like, the details of her birth because that was, like, a really, really intimate moment for you and your partner. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's her moment. Yeah. It's not necessarily mine. Yeah. But I do remember you talking about, like, how you felt. You've talked about this a couple times, how mm-hmm. you felt when Max came into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it wasn't, like, an immediate feeling of, you know, overjoyment, which is what people expect. Yeah, I expected, I was like, you know, I saw it like a movie. I was like, she's going to come out. I'm going to cry. I'm going to immediately, like, lay there and hold her and, like, be this, like, awesome father that I, like, think I am. And, like, mm-hmm. man, it was the opposite, dude. I literally, like, fell to the ground. My first thought was, like, truly, like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah, like I was like, I've made a mistake. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. And she's so small and she's like crying and she has like stuff all over her. And mm-hmm. like, I was just like, I 
am not built for this. Like I, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's like really how I felt. And I like, seriously, like I went silent. Like I couldn't talk. Yeah. I just was like overcome with like guilt. And then you feel guilty for feeling guilty. So then you're like just railing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, it's something I actually like regret a lot. Like, I think if I had another kid, it'd be so different. Well, yeah, you've had that first experience now. Yeah. So I imagine that, like, having a second child would be different. Well, my midwife at the time told me, she's like, when your daughter's born, like, you're going to be hit with, like, a bunch of your trauma. Yeah. You know, because I have, like, PTSD. And so, like, I was like, whatever, you're, like, such a hippie. Like, I don't want to talk about this. She's like, no, it's going to hit you like a bus. Yeah. And sure enough, it was like, boom. Like, I was on the floor in my own world. I don't like, it wasn't even like I was thinking about like, Oh, I remember that time I got jumped or like, Oh, I remember like my dad not being around. Mm -hmm. It was more just like this feeling of like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. Like I felt like I did something wrong Mm -hmm. almost. When do you think that that feeling like stopped? It took a while. Mm -hmm. Um, it took me like, I've always been a super involved dad, as you know, but, like, I definitely had to, like, pretend for, like, a couple months. Wow. You know, I really just was, like, I can't, I'm not a dad. Like, I can't believe I'm a dad. Like, I'm a dad. What? Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking dad. Like, I remember I went to work, like, when Max was, like, two weeks old. And at the time, I had a creative agency, and we were doing a shoot for this brand. And I was, like, sitting there in my, like, art director chair. Mm-hmm. Everyone was, like, congrats, congrats, congrats. And, like, I hadn't slept in, like, two weeks. And I sat there and I was like watching the model and I remember just going like nodding off. I nodded off and my business partner at the time was like, Hey man, like go home. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And he was like, you just had a baby go home. Cause it hadn't hit yet. I was like, Oh, I know I have a baby. I'm not like an idiot. Mm -hmm. I know she's at home right now, but like it hadn't hit that like, I had a baby and I needed to be home and I needed to like be a dad. Was there ever this like worry inside of you that you wouldn't connect with her? Yes. Big time. I was like, I remember waiting for the connection. Like I was just like, when am I going to feel like I love this thing? Mm -hmm. Like when am I going to feel like I'm in love? Mm -hmm. Everyone is like so in love with her and like, I don't feel that yet. Yeah. Like, I just feel, like, scared. Yeah. Like, I was scared about money. I was scared about her. I was scared about not doing a good job. Like, she would wake up in the middle of the night, and, you know, I was like, what do I do? Like, yelling. Like, what the fuck do I do? Mm -hmm. Super lost. And it's because I, you know, I didn't prepare. I was such a cocky little shit. Like, I was like, I got this. I got this. I got this. And I didn't have it at all. Well, we we actually talked about something last night about how, like, it's like you're a baby bringing a baby into the world. I think I was at the time, you know. I yeah. I wasn't, like, super-duper young. Mm-hmm. I was 30, but, mm-hmm. like, 30's not old. You know what I'm saying? Like, 30's not – it's kind of, like, right when you become an adult. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, and I spent my 20s just, like, running around doing whatever I wanted. So it's, like – I had no real anchor in my life. Mm -hmm. 
and like then you have a baby and you have this anchor and you have this like insane responsibility yeah i remember actually someone told me this is a crazy story like max was like is it relatively long (laughs) do we have to switch the camera i'm thinking from a technical perspective technical perspective um how many minutes do we have Sorry, I keep breaking the fourth wall. No, it's good, I think. <laughs> yeah? You guys I mean, are we're okay not actors. I don't want to be an actor. Yeah. No, I would hate that job. Yeah, same. I'm actually lying. I would love that job. You'd love people telling you how great you are. I, I do love that. If anybody wants to comment um, how great they think I am, it would be greatly appreciated. They're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we actually don't even know who you are. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. Um. Okay, we have like... Two minutes. All right. So here's this story. This is... You think you can condense yeah, this I got to two this. minutes? So okay. I'm not going to name any names. This person was at my house. At the time when Max was born, we had two dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was losing my mind. Because remember, I hadn't been diagnosed bipolar yet. So I was tripping. Yes. I was in a crazy manic episode. I hadn't slept. I was just tripping. Mm-hmm. This dude comes downstairs, and I told Juliet I was, like, super angry one night, and I was like, you have to get rid of the second dog, which obviously, as you know, in our family is, like, a big no-no. We're, like, a big dog rescue family. Yep. Um. So I'm like, we have to get rid of this dog. Mm-hmm. I cannot do it. He had, like, something wrong with his mental. Like, he was, like, mentally challenged, and he was a German shepherd, and he was huge. Mm-hmm. He, like, couldn't walk up the stairs. I had to, like, carry him. So I have a baby, and I'm carrying this 95-pound dog upstairs all day. Right. All day long. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're getting rid of this dog. We have to find him a new home. Yep. Uh, not to throw you off, one minute left. <sighs> Just switch the camera then. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, carry on. Um, said person comes downstairs. He's like, I can't believe you're getting rid of your dog. Like, that's a responsibility you, you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Like, And I was like, what did you say? And he was like... Yeah, he's like, you're fucking up your responsibilities. I was like, what do you know about responsibilities? Like, what the fuck do you know about responsibilities? Ernie, I shit you not. I stood up and I yelled at this man so loud Mm. that the walls were shaking. (laughs) Like Zeus. Like so loud. And Mm -hmm. I was like, if you come any closer to me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Jim was out out baby you guys remember jim from the bipolar episode episode one and i go upstairs after i threaten this dude he leaves i chase him out of my house i go upstairs and i'm like i'm chilling (laughs) like man that guy's a a dick did he ever come back to the house hell no and anyways juliet my partner and her mom literally are looking at me like they just saw the devil and they're like you need to get your shit together right now Mm -hmm. and max is like awake and crying and i'm like what did i do and they're like you need to pull it in Mm -hmm. that was me when i just had a kid wow and cut (laughs) and cut now we need to change the camera we're We're back back. oh that was almost there Mm -hmm. all right so yeah that's my story that was that's where i was when max was born i was just losing my mind jim was tripping my alter ego, yes. Yeah. His bipolar alter ego that we've talked about in previous episodes. His name Jim, and he's a, an animal. He is. I've only seen flashes of him. Do you think God. people, like, realize how, like, 
insane I am? I do. <laughs> and I think that, like, people around you, for sure. God. These guys are seeing, you know, they're seeing a little bit more now, I guess. But this is, like, the reality of fatherhood and parenting, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not perfect. Like, you're not gonna, like, you, you're realizing things all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you're shaping the life of a little person, and, like, you're not gonna just, like, be great at it. Yeah, I'll give you this. You're a freak and a weirdo and a creep. I'm definitely not a creep, Ernie. I was kind of reciting the song. Boy, I'm a freak. Boy, you're a good dad. Thank you, dude. I finally am at a point where I feel like I am a good dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I kill it. Really I go do. hard for Max. Like, I go real hard for her. Yeah, that's why it's, like, so... She's kind of got me wrapped up, though. She does, but that's why it's so interesting that, like, when you first, you know, had Max the first couple months that you didn't feel like you connected with her because when I see the relationship that you guys have now, it's, like, it's just so night and day. And, like, even, like, the way that you and your partner raise max like when i've been there and witnessed that it's always like kind of i had i've had multiple occasions where i've just been floored Hmm. by the way that you raise her um like even like when there was one moment where she was having a tantrum Mm -hmm. she has a lot of those i can't remember where you were you were maybe upstairs but i was in the living room with your partner and um Instead of her tantrum being met with, like, go and sit on the naughty step or whatever, because she was kind of, like, hitting no, a little bit. Dude, that that stuff doesn't do anything. But your partner was just like, okay, I understand that you're angry right now. Let's breathe together. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I was sat there, like, jaw dropped. Well, we believe that, you know, think about being two or three. Mm-hmm. Man, you're like just learning how to talk. Your brain is like going crazy. Everything is new. Everything is like pushing the boundaries. You don't even know what a boundary is. Mm-hmm. Man, you're going to get frustrated. And we believe it's like, why Why would you meet that with like anger or, or you're like, you're not in trouble for being angry. I'd rather her know what it's like and feel figure out how to walk through being angry than be like, oh, when I get angry, I'm in trouble. Because mm-hmm. all that's going to make her do is be more angry. But that's like, for me, like a crazy concept and a crazy thing for me to have witnessed because mm-hmm. I did not grow up in a home like that. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. And I've always wanted the chance to kind of like create a home that is that. Mm-hmm. And it's so refreshing to hear that somebody who's in the same position as me, as me has been able to do that for their child. Yeah. I mean, I really care that Max doesn't feel like she can't express herself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a huge thing in my life where, like, people who have a hard time expressing their emotions or, like, telling you how they feel, like it's really hard for me to mm-hmm. be around mm-hmm. and I really want to make sure my daughter like is a person when she's older who's like hey and I want her to be like better than me you know like yeah I'm not I'm too aggressive with my emotions you know sometimes like I'm like this is pissing me off yeah I want her to be able to be like hey I'm feeling angry 
because of this mm-hmm. can we talk about it mm-hmm. and like you know we're always pushing we should be pushing our kids to be like better than us yeah and, like i want her to be better than me so i push her a lot well, to not pushing talk, but influencing but i just you know i gently just say like hey i you know i'm like are you mad and if she's like yeah i'm like do you want to be left alone and if she's like yeah i'm like then i leave her alone yeah like i let her do her thing yeah Obviously, she's two. I'm not like, all right, dude, like, here's the keys to the car. But, like, okay, chiller. There has to be this level of, like, space. And, Mm -hmm. like, there has to be, it's almost like you have to also, like, teach them that you respect them. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't, like, I remember, you know, in my family, like, we're very, like, we wear our hearts on our sleeve for better or for worse. Nothing is held back. Nothing. Yeah. And it gets, you know, it can get violent. It can get super aggressive. Mm -hmm. That's just how we were, we came up. And, you know, I remember there was times where I was just like, I don't want to fucking talk about it right now. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't allowed to do that. It was like, Nope, we're talking about it. And I wish sometimes I just had some space to think because like, I think the reason I'm so reactionary at times is because like, I was not taught to be like, yo, I need a minute to think about how I'm feeling, it was like, tell me right now. And you're like, well, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Well, mine was very much like almost the opposite. And I am like trying to unlearn this in therapy where I felt like I would be punished Mm. if I expressed how I felt. Yeah, that's horrible. And there's a lot of situations now and like I've lost a lot of friendships due to this and and even like it's just it's just you know it's tethered some relationships where i feel like expressing how i feel will be met with anger screaming mm-hmm. shouting flip-flops thrown at my head right um like so i i a lot of the time i just build resentment mm-hmm. if i'm upset with somebody yeah. instead of uh, expressing it right. to the point where i just end up cutting them off which is super, super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I'm unlearning that. And I think I really, like, in the past couple of years, have been able to express my feelings. I think that I'm pretty candid with you if I feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, I would say so. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the past, it was just, like, I learned... My, my coping mechanism as a child was just be silent and it will stop happening. Right. Be silent and you'll stop being shouted at. I mean, I just, yeah. I think I think also as a parent now, like, I give my mom's generation, like, a lot. I give, I have a lot of empathy for them because, man, they're being raised by people who are, like, literally coming out of, like, war and who grew up in a house with, like, 12 kids and they grew up at a time where there wasn't like the internet and there wasn't like neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. It was like there were serial killers on the loose. And, and you know, my mom's one of eight, dude. Like it's so hard for my grandparents to give ch- their children attention when there's eight of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I think our parents' generation was just trying their best. Like, yeah. And, you know, they didn't have these buzzwords back then. There, No one talked about their trauma. They didn't talk about mental health it was like you are born you help out your parents you get married you learn how to cook and you get a fucking job 
mm-hmm. and you like work for the city or something with a pension and that's good mm-hmm. and you retire and you have grant it was like laid out for them and now they have like you know their generation has all these kids like look at us my mom you know it's like dude like we run a weird company with a podcast and get paid to do like my mom's like what the hell are you doing yeah like, I was been a model my whole life. Like, there was no such thing as that. Mm-hmm. So I give her a little bit of credit because it's like they really had to do the best they could without the knowledge that we have now. Like, now I know about, like, generational trauma, and I know about, you know, my mental health, and I see a therapist and a psychiatrist and a couples therapist. Like, they didn't have that shit. Yeah. Well, I'm within the same vein now. Like, my relationship with my mom, like two, three years ago was, like, so tumultuous compared to how it is now. Yeah. Which I would say is, like, relatively healthy. Sometimes I'm like, mom... That's a trip, though. Like, when I learned... When I realized my mom was a person and not my mom, mm-hmm. that fucked me up. Yeah. And that happened, too, when Max was born. I was like, oh, now I get it. Like, you are just trying your best. Like, all that stuff that I'm mad at you about and all that stuff that happened to me and all the things that made me feel like you didn't do it right. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, you did the best you could do. And, like, you're a person. Yeah. Well, I read, like, something. I can't remember where I read it, but it was about how, like, this is a parent's first-time experience life as well as the child. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like I said that and it made no sense at all grammatically. But you get the gist. It's like, this is their first experience in this world too. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I even think about that. Like, people are like, well, you're going to fuck up your kids somehow. And I'm like, you are. Mm. Because you're learning how to live. Yeah. Like, and it's hard to live while being responsible for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's like you don't think you think I want to like do the stuff I do all day. Sometimes I don't. Mm. Like straight up. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to freaking change a diaper. Well, you know, <laughs> like I don't feel like it. You know, in in hindsight, I can see like now being so close to someone who is a parent. Mm-hmm. I can see why I perceived my my well my it was just my mom who was there with me as like crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, like i perceived her as crazy right and now i understand because you know she was a sing- basically a single mom until my stepdad showed up i got to be honest too man like the single mom thing mm. is so different now mm-hmm. man my mom dude like the hate that she got mm for being a single mother, man, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Treated like a second-class citizen. Didn't get certain jobs because of it. Didn't get certain pay raises because of it. Didn't get certain boyfriends because of it. Didn't have certain friends because of it. Like, people really judged her. And that is, like, also what we're coming from, right? Like, now we're in this era where someone's a single mom, and you're like, bravo! Mm-hmm. Bravo! That's amazing! Like, yeah. when my mom was coming up a single mom, it was like, you you are like a you know scum of the earth type of thing. Yeah, I don't want to say the word, but it's like oh, she's like that kind of woman. Oh, okay, so it was yeah. perceived in that way. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, for so strange. Sure. I mean, my mom tells me stories about like things people would say to her, 
dude, horrible shit. Wow. Horrible. Do you think that's like a single mom thing universal universally like at that time? I can't speak for single moms, but I think at that time, yeah. I think, you know, 80, like from the fifth, I mean, probably before that, but mm-hmm. like you got to think like back in the day, man, like you're a single mom. You got like kicked out of the town, like for real. Yeah. I suppose like you're a little bit older than I am. So like yeah. the generation in which your mom, but your mom and my mom are the same age. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think even when you were coming up, it was like that. Like, I think this, n- this is new, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the nineties though. Like, yeah, dude, they, it was the same thing. Yeah. I never really asked her about it. Um, but also one, cause I kind of want to circle back to like our topic a little bit, mm-hmm. which is like, your daughter being born. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that like really, really shocked you about like pregnancy or childbirth or conception or like anything? Like shocked me in what way? Like what do you mean? Like like when I saw it or something? When you saw it or like just something where you were like, oh, I had no idea this was part of the process. For me, the birthing part, I don't really want to, like, talk about because it's, like, kind of sacred. But Mm -hmm. pregnancy was interesting for me. Like, the trimesters and, like, all the things that you have to do and all the complications that can arise. Like, I was so ignorant. Like, I really just thought, like, oh, you're pregnant and, like, it takes nine months and it's just chilling. Yeah. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's so complicated. Like, every week it felt like there was, like, a new thing. Mm-hmm. that I had to learn and I had to do and like we're going here and we're going there and you know I like learned how to find Max's heartbeat with the machine like I never thought I'd be doing that mm-hmm. I was like really proud of myself for that um but like you know seeing Max's feet like kick and stuff like so bizarre yeah I was just like what mm-hmm. like this is insane mm-hmm. and it was like every week something like that and yeah. there'd be like a new development and we had like this app that tells you like how big your baby is in terms of like a fruit size. I've seen this. Yeah, app before. and I remember when Max got to like pumpkin size or whatever. I was like, "That's insane! <laughs> That's gonna like get out of you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that was a trip. Was pregnancy like the first trimester was like so strange? The second trimester was this. The third trimester was that. You know, like. But again, like. Isn't it so crazy that we have those resources now? It's amazing. Where you can see like, oh, this, you know, at this time in the trimester, your baby will look like this inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. But back in the day, it was just like, I guess, I hope for the best, I guess. I also remember, man, I had this like weird tick where like I was just like dying for Max to be six months old. I was like, I just want her to be six months old. It's going to be so much easier when she's six months old, when she's six months old, when she's six months old, when she's six months old. Mm -hmm. And I look back now and I'm like, you know, that's like a big piece of advice I give new dads is I'm just like, it's so corny and it's so like everyone says this, but like Mm -hmm. you really should just like enjoy every second of it. Yeah. Because like I like raced through the first six months. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I like I wasn't connecting. I didn't feel comfortable. Da, 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 da. And then she hit six months and it's like, man, it was like a new, new batch of stuff. Yeah. 
it was it, there was no difference mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be easier like oh she'll be sitting up and like it'll be so much easier and she won't cry as much yeah no it's like a whole new set of stuff well it's new now she's got like dexterity she's like maybe crawling everywhere she, dude my daughter started teething at four months wow so like i you know i didn't think about that stuff yeah you know that's bizarre yeah but it's interesting like how quickly they develop the fact that my daughter's gonna be three this year is insane yeah i was saying to you that's insane yesterday or the day before the last time i saw max in la was like five months ago i want to say mm-hmm. she has like because yeah, we had just kind of gotten back from paris right yeah she has changed so much since then dude my mom told me this thing She's like, when you guys left to Paris, Max was a baby. She came back a toddler. Yeah. Like, fully. And now she's, like, a kid. It's bizarre. It's so bizarre, dude. Even, like, her um, vocabulary. Like, what yeah, was she yeah. asking for? Like, she was like, peanut butter. She's like, Daddy, I want peanut butter. I want peanut butter. <laughs> like, she just seems more, like, I mean, they're a sponge at that age, I guess. But it, it is, yeah. like, for me, anyway, as someone who, like, hasn't really had, like, a lot of babies in my family or, like, a lot mm-hmm. of my friends haven't had kids um it's like so crazy to see how quickly it's just so funny man like being around little babies now Mm -hmm. because i'm just like i just remember how hard it was for me Mm -hmm. and how stressed out i was Mm -hmm. and now it's like i'm around little babies and i'm like man this is so easy yeah (laughs) you i mean you get like a baby bjorn just strap him to you it's like cool yeah it's like I wore Max for like a year. Mm-hmm. Just like she'd rub her eyes. I'd be like, you're tired now. Boom. In mm-hmm. the thing. I'd walk around and she'd pass out for like an hour. And it was like, cool. She didn't eat solids yet. So it was just like, she's hungry. You know, like yeah. diapers were easier because she didn't eat food. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't walk. So she didn't like kick me and like yell at me, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, I was around my friend's baby the other day, and they were like, do you want to hold him? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, man, you're so, like, chill. And I'm like, dude, you don't – you're going to realize when you have a two-and-a-half-year-old that this is so easy. Yeah. So much easier. Like, I have a little kid yelling at me all day and, like, doing backflips to get out of getting her diaper changed. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, screaming to watch Coco Melon. You know, <laughs> like – she like Coco Melon? Hell yeah, dude. I'm right. I like Coco Melon. I li- Coco Melon's kind of creepy. Coco Melon is like, I get a lot of sensory overload. Mm-hmm. I like. I need. T- I need a baby crash in my home for me. <laughs> like, like a room full of like soft pillows. Coco Melon is on. Yeah, but after a long hard day of like, mm-hmm. like say I got to do a podcast with this guy. Mm. I need to go home and watch Coco Melon. Watch Coco Melon. I'm in like the dark. I've got maybe like a starlight on or something. Oh wow. Yeah, maybe that what's that water machine? You Max know what's has? funny about what you just said though, even what? though I know you don't watch Coco Melon, is mm-hmm. like I'm at a point now. It's funny you think that I don't watch Coco Melon, but okay. Th- that's weird, dude. <laughs> I've seen it. Um <laughs> Literally, though, I'm at a point now with, like, people are all like, man, you got to watch The Last of Us. Like, you got to watch this. You got to watch that. And I'm like, I don't want to watch anything serious. Mm. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm too tired. And I'm too, like, beat up. Like, mm. I'm just like, I don't want to be, like, serious right now. I, I want something think. wholehearted. 
like I want just something mellow. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, like that vibe is what Favorite I need. Favorite film of all time. Like Ted Lasso, it's like a perfect show. Never seen that. Yeah, because you like like fucked up stuff. I like The Last of Us. I don't like f- fucked up stuff, but The Last of Us is like amazing. I'm sure it is. It's just I'm not going to shove it down your throat. You, you don't want to watch it. You don't have to. But it's just too much. I guess so. But I anyway, I love it. Um, we are coming towards the end of the episode now. Okay. Wrap this up. Um, maybe we should wrap it up with what's your favorite film of all time and why? Point Break. Again, put me to sleep easy. (laughs) You've never seen it. And I never will. Why do I want to watch an, like, action genre is the most surfing. They're surfing. There's bank robbery. I, like, really regret asking this question. I'm exhausted. I thought you were going to ask me, like, a serious question. Nah, I'm feeling a little bit silly today. A little silly? Mm. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Ask me. Um, What, as someone who wants to become a father... You're going to ask me a serious question? What's one thing that you would want to hear? That I would want to hear. Yeah, that would, like, inspire you to want to do it. I think it's, like, what you said about, like, all of these little things. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy them. Like, the idea of, like, I don't know, like, seeing my my child, like, develop um, from, like, this tiny little baby to, like, this kid that's running around and shouting at me and asking for peanut butter and to watch Coco Melon mm-hmm. in like such a quick yeah period of time I'm just like excited for that and I, I think that like it's easy to forget the excitement of it when you're in it maybe but yeah. I like having that reminder of like like it's good that I have you there that's what's been weird about being away from her mm-hmm. like I've been away from my daughter for like two weeks which is the longest I've ever gone mm-hmm um, and it's like, I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like myself. Yeah. Cause I'm not with her. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot that feeling. Cause yeah. when you're just in it, you're just, you know, it's day to day. It's like, Oh, you want some popcorn? Oh, we're watching Cocomelon. Oh, diaper. Oh, go to the park. Oh, the nanny's coming over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to pay the nanny. Oh, fuck. You know, like, yeah. and like you forget like, Oh, this person is like a part of me. Yeah. 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 Like I feel naked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank God you're not. Wouldn't be able to monetize this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well, that was a successful podcast. Um, join well, us for episode six. Join us for episode six, and hopefully Miles never mentions Point Break to me again, because I'm... Watch Point Break. Don't. Okay. Well, this was fun. High five. We'll see you in the next episode.